Thank you, Tom. Tom said I could have 10 minutes, and uh, he said if I needed to, I could stretch it to 15. I hope that's okay with you guys. 50. 50. <laughs> now he's just trying to make me happy. Praise God. So, uh, it's good to see you all here this morning. Let's make room for the Holy Spirit to do something. Let's make room for him. Father, in Jesus' name, we just, we just invoke your spirit. We just call upon you. And we release healing to those that need to be healed. We release deliverance to those that need to be delivered. We release your lightnings and your arrows and your whirlwinds. We release it in Jesus' name, your presence and your power. We release it to all those watching and all those that need your touch. We release your power and your, and your love over their lives right now in Jesus' name. And we just speak deliverance to those that need deliverance. We just declare it in the name of Jesus. We say, come out in Jesus' name. Come out of him. Come out of her in Jesus' name. You know, deliverance is the children's bread, right? God moves us from glory to glory. He doesn't want us to be bound in any way, shape, or form. So I was uh, praying about what to talk about this morning, and I kept thinking about identity, identity, our identity in Christ. And then as during worship, it's like things kind of, it's like my, my sure topic just kind of took a little bit of a change. You know, sometimes worship can do that to you. It's like the Holy Spirit begins to manifest his presence, and then you, you become more aware of what he's doing. I trust that everybody was worshiping the Lord this morning with us. That was powerful, wasn't it? That was a powerful time of worship because uh, I don't know about you, but, you know, you can feel lethargic. You can feel blah, especially in the time that we're in. People stuck in the house all day, a lot of people. Just wondering what's going on. People sleeping inordinate amounts of time. <laughs> and uh, life has changed. And so you get up in the morning and do you, do you have that zest in your step that needs to be there? I suggest that you start your day with worship because when the Spirit of the Lord comes, it says in the Spirit of the Lord there is liberty. And when His Spirit comes, it brings fresh oil. It brings fresh life, fresh wind. Do you find that to be true? I do. I do. So as during worship, the Lord reminded me of something. Well, of a few things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start out by sharing just a few visions that the Lord has given me over the recent time and over the past couple of years. And, uh, you know, first of all, I was in a time of really pressing into God. And I was spending uh, lots of time in prayer. And I was believing for God to manifest his presence in my life 
to greater degree. I don't know about you, but you know, when I read in the Bible, it says from glory to glory, I literally want that. That's the desire of my heart. I don't want to just go along and get along. I want, I want to feel God's presence in a new and amazing way. I want a revelation to flow from glory to glory. I'm taking that seriously. So I'm, I'm pressing into the Lord. I'm saying, Lord, how do I get to that place? How do I get to that place in you that, where revelation flows and I feel your heart? That's a dangerous prayer sometimes because sometimes it doesn't look the way we want it to look when it begins to manifest. But... Uh, I'll jump back on that in a minute. So I'm praying this prayer. And one evening during my prayer time, as I'm praying, all of a sudden, I find myself in a big open area. And I'm standing in a big open area. And I can see, but there's really nothing to see. It's just like a distance everywhere. I mean, there looked to be like clouds surrounding me. And... Uh, and I'm wondering, what in the world is going on? What's this all about? And so I know the Lord, he's brought me into a vision of some sort. And so I'm just waiting to see what happens. And all of a sudden, or all of a sudden, I see someone that I perceive to be a prophet standing not too far away from me. And I can literally feel power coming off of this prophet. And he's wearing beautiful blue and purple robes. And blue speaks of heaven and purple speaks of royalty. And I see his eyes and they literally look like shafts of light. And I'm just, I'm overwhelmed and I'm in awe. But I didn't have any understanding in that moment. I was in awe but didn't have understanding. If that makes sense to you. Many times that's the way visions go. The Lord has to unpack them for us. And so as I'm watching this happen, I, I say to myself, oh, my goodness, he's blind. Because, you know, you see someone with white eyes that look like shafts of light. It didn't look normal. So I said, oh, my goodness, he's blind. And then an angel who I didn't see up until the moment he spoke was standing next to me. And he said, no, he sees everything. And then I had understanding that I wasn't looking at the vision correctly. And I had this thought in my heart. I believe the Holy Spirit put it there. Get in his presence and you will be blessed. Now, at the time I had perceived it was a prophet, I found out later it was the Lord Jesus. But I heard, get in his presence and you'll be blessed. Now, he was standing a few feet in front of me. And I wanted to... I wanted to get in his presence. I figured the closer I get to him, the more blessings will be manifest. I, I just know it's going gonna, it's gonna to deliver something to get closer to him, to get more in his presence. And so I took a step to get close to him. And when I took a step towards him, he stepped back. And I thought, well, that's very odd. And so I took another step towards him. And when I did, he stepped back again. And I, and I thought to myself, this is not going to happen. This is not going to happen. I'm not going to allow this to happen. And so the third time, I literally lunged for him so that he wouldn't have time to step back. And as I lunged out for the Lord, he didn't move this time. He just stood there. 
and my being went into his being. And I experienced what it means to be one spirit with God, to come into Christ, what that felt like, what that meant. And then as soon as that happened, then I was out of the vision and back in my prayer room trying to just realize what had just happened. And so the Lord has spoken to me about the meaning of this vision several times. And I want to share just a little bit about it. You know, the Lord says, seek me with your whole heart. Have you ever read that scripture that we need to seek the Lord with our whole heart? We can't be half-hearted about our desire for God. Do you want the things of God to be manifest in your life? Then you really have to hunger and thirst for him, thirst for his righteousness, thirst for his being, have passion for the things of God, have passion for the Lord. And you will see he will fulfill it. But see, even though I was taking a step toward in that direction, it wasn't until passion was manifest that I was joined to the Lord in the vision. And it showed me something. The Lord was saying, be more passionate. Be more passionate in your pursuit of me. Yes, I was spending time in prayer. Yes, I was spending time in worship. The Lord was saying, up your passion level. Let this mean something to you. How does that happen? How does that even happen? Well, we, we need to bring that desire before him. Lord, I want to be more passionate. I want to be more passionate. You know, I had reached another place in my life. Now, I spend a lot of time in prayer. That's what I, that's what I do. I like to pray. I love to pray. I've seen too many miracles manifest not to pray, if that makes sense to you. It's like, what are we going to see happen? What, what do you want to see happen? Let's pray. That's, 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 uh, that's a powerful thing. Can I just check my phone a second? Would that be okay? I'm not hearing any complaints, so I'm going to say that is a yes. So... <laughs> Okay, I can't believe this guy's checking his phone during the church service. I, I heard that. So I, I took a picture because I wanted to get this right. This was, on, this was on the board during worship on the screen. When I lift my voice and shout, every wall comes crashing down. I have the authority, Jesus inside of me, when I open my mouth. Miracles start breaking out. I have the authority Jesus has given me. This is, that's a powerful word. That's powerful. The things that we desire, the things that we believe, the things that we speak are powerful. Do you want to see more of the manifestation of his power in your, in your life? Do you want to see miracles break out? Do you want to be a person of the miraculous? Do you want to be a person that carries the presence of the Lord? Then spend time in his presence. Spend time in prayer spend time with him, then you will carry that atmosphere everywhere you go. You know, I mentioned earlier, it doesn't always manifest like you want it to manifest. Many times, I'll be out at the stores, and, and I'll be praying as I go, and the Spirit of the Lord will fall on me, and I'll just begin to feel 
the emotions of the people around me and I'll get words of knowledge about what's happening in this life and what's happening in that life. And there's been a few times that I just begin to weep as you experience that because, you know, the compassion of the Lord it begins to manifest. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing because when compassion begins to flow, you can a lot of times see healing break out. You know the Lord wants to do something when you feel his compassion. You know, he was moved with compassion and he healed them all. You know that, right? That's part of our heritage. But so the Lord has been speaking to me, had been speaking to me for, for several years. That was a vision from several years ago that I shared with you. But I had another season just a few years ago where I felt like I wasn't I wasn't feeling God's presence like I wanted to. I want more, Lord. I'm constantly crying out for more. Do you cry out for more of the Lord? Think about that. What are we crying out for? What do we really want manifest in our life? Is it more of him? Well, I pray that it is. I pray that he just gives us passion for him. And so I was crying out to him, and I said, Lord, you know, I want more of your presence in my life. I want more of you. I want more of your revelation, your knowledge. What do you want me to do? I don't want to guess. I want to hear your voice and obey it. You know, you get close enough to the Lord and he directs you with his eye. He just looks in a direction and you're headed that way. That's a good place to be. But I was praying about this. And so I talked to someone and I asked some advice from someone that was in a position of authority in a particular church that I won't name the person or the church. But uh, I said, you know, I'm spending a lot of time in prayer and I'm really seeking God, but I just don't seem to be making the breakthrough. And he said, God doesn't want you to spend that much time in prayer. He, you know, he... He just, if, if he wants you to have something, he wants to do something, he'll just, he'll lead you in that. And he'll show you, he'll give it to you. But he doesn't want you to spend all that time in prayer. That's, uh, you're burning yourself out. You know, you shouldn't do that. And so, I'll be honest with you, that really appealed to my flesh. You know, because sometimes I'd be praying and I'd get tired. Do you ever get tired when you pray? No? Okay, well, God bless you. Some of us get tired when we pray. And some of us have to like press in and break through. But so that appealed to my flesh. But then, so I was, I was reading a book. And I said, Lord, I really need a word from you about this. I really need a word from you. So I don't advise you to do this. But I had the book and I just flipped through it randomly and stuck my finger in it. And yeah, I know that's not, that's not good, is it? But that's what I did. And so I opened up and saw where my finger landed. And it landed on a scripture that talked about Jacob contending with the Lord all night long for his blessing. I will not let you go lest you bless me. Oh, wow. Well, so now I had two things. I had two things that I'm looking at. The religious person that said God doesn't want you to pray and the scripture that said that Jacob contended and said I will not let you go lest you bless me which one do you obey well I'm sorry to say this 
but you can learn from my mistakes. I, I went the wrong direction. My flesh was very happy with God does not want you to press in that much. He doesn't want you to pray. I thought, well, you know, just on the off chance, that's true. All that did was delayed my blessing for several months. It delayed the answer to my prayer for several months because whereas I had been contending, who knows, maybe I was right at the threshold of breakthrough. And that was halted at that time because I stopped coming before the Lord like I had been. So why, why am I telling you this? Because we are in a season where God has made it possible for many of you to spend inordinate amounts of time in his presence, worshiping him, praying, having fellowship with the Lord. We are in a season for that. It's, uh, what, are you, what are you doing with your time? What are we doing with our time? Are we making hay while the sun shines? Uh, that's, I know that's not a scripture, but it has a scriptural basis, right? We work while it's daylight because soon it will be dark. So we know this. So what are we doing with the time we have? Are we spending it with the Lord? You know, many times, because um, a lot of times when I share, I'll share about spending time in prayer. That's my big thing that I like to talk about. I tell people, spend more time in prayer. Well, I already pray a half an hour a day. Okay, well, maybe add an extra 15 minutes onto that. Why? Why not? See, let's... You know, see what the Lord's going to do. So I talk to people, spend more time in prayer. Spend more time in prayer. Because I know that the fruit of that. I know what it brings, what it yields. And God has placed us in a position where we can do that. And God will take a situation that the enemy means for evil, and he will use it for good. We understand that. I know several years ago, I was praying and I was pressing in and I, and I said to myself, I need more time for prayer. I need much more time for prayer. So I was praying and said, Lord, I don't have enough time to pray. I need more time for prayer. I mean, we each have 24 hours. I wasn't sure how God was going to do it. How can God answer that prayer? I don't know, but he's God. He'll figure out a way. And so I was praying for, I don't know, several weeks. Lord, you have to give me more time to pray. Give me more time to pray. And one day my boss called me into the office and he said, um, I'm cutting back your hours. I'm cutting 20 hours a week off of your schedule. And my first thought was not, oh my goodness, God's given me more time to pray. That my first thought was, oh, there goes a third of my income. But you know what? I didn't miss any meals because God still provides. Our bills still got paid. And you know what it did? It gave me more time to pray. The Lord was giving me 20 more hours a week to pray, just like I'd asked for. And during that time, he was giving me breakthrough. So I'm encouraging you, use this time that we have to press into God and to pray. 
I, I, you know, too, I've heard too many people say, brother, I don't have time to pray like that. You know, I'm the pastor of a church and I've got lots of responsibilities or I've got this going on and family meetings to go to and all kinds of stuff. And, and I just don't have time to pray like that. Well, there's a lot of people that had that reasoning in the past that don't have it now. God has made an opportunity for us to press into him. Why is this important? Okay, I haven't even touched on identity, but I'm going kind of in a different direction right now. The time that we're in, the season that we're in, we see what's going on across the face of the earth. We have this this COVID-19 pandemic, such as they're calling it. We see people uh, consumed with fear. I hope God's people are not consumed with fear. You know, I, I look at this kind of like people say, well, you, you, you're not in reality. Don't you realize what's going on? You know, you Christians, even God can't do something about this. I heard a guy say that. Even God can't deal with this situation. Uh, that's so untrue. Our God is a God that can do anything. But he's using a situation to call his people forth. I know many of you, I've spoken to many of you, many of my friends that from the well here and others, we've talked about this. We've all said it. We need to see the power of God more manifest in our lives. We need to see those creative miracles. We need to see the presence of the Lord so manifest in worship that you can't see the worship team because of the cloud. Have you ever... Have you ever thought that? Have you ever prayed that? We, we've actually seen that. I mean, I, I know, Matt, I'm sure that you guys have seen it sometimes when the presence of the Lord comes, and it literally looks like a cloud hanging in the air. God is letting us taste that because that's the place that we need to be in. The, the power of his presence manifests. We've prayed that. We've looked for that. And this is the time that we need to get ready. This, is, this whole thing is a wake-up call to me, to, to us. This is a wake-up call. What are we going to do now? Now we know, we see how the world's reacting. Are you bringing light now? Are you the salt and the light that you're supposed to be? Are you wringing your hands along with the world? Are you hiding in the closet? Now, I'm not saying be a snake handler. You know, that would, my reasoning is, I'm not saying go out and invite people to cough on you. I'm not saying be foolish. We have to be wise. But we do not live in fear. We as children of God do not live in fear. We walk in a place. We do not have a spirit of fear. We have love and power and a sound mind because we know our God. Those that know their God will do mighty exploits. Someone just told me that this morning. Those that know their God will do mighty exploits. So this is a wake-up call time. Press into God. Start walking in that place that you know that when, you're, when you begin to lead the people in worship, that the presence of God will literally fall and fill this place, and people will be healed just by being in that presence. We need to know this. We need to see this. We need to look for it. That when people start talking about, oh, I don't feel good, 
that we can just release the power of God, release the lightnings of God. That's, you know, uh, one of the prophets of this church was saying this morning, I, I found it interesting when he was praying uh, before the service, he said, uh, he started talking about lightnings and whirlwinds. And I thought, wow, that sounds like one of my prayers because, you know, sometimes that, that's the way God releases it. You'll see lightnings come in and all of a sudden people get set free. We need to see that. Because the, t- the days that we're in, this is just a wake-up call. This is just a shaking. This is a shaking saying, church, get ready. Come on, rise up. Be who you are created to be. You know, like David, have the high praises of God in your mouth and have a sword in your hand. And see people set free, see people healed. You know, I, I don't know, I'm guessing that a lot of you, you've received uh, calls for prayer from people, people that you know that have been ill, people that have other needs, and during this time they really need someone that can pray for him. I pray for them. I trust that you've been doing that. I trust that you've been praying for your loved ones and those that call you, because you can see the power of God manifest. That's what I liked about that that scripture or that uh, that uh, verse that was posted on the overhead during worship, the power of the words coming out of your mouth. It is powerful. When you speak the word of the Lord, destinies are changed. People get healed, literally. We, we need to know this, and so we need to act on it. Don't be shy. Don't be timid. When someone says they don't feel good, I don't care if they know the Lord or they don't. I mean, I do care, but I'm saying it, it shouldn't matter. Reach out your hand and release healing to them. You know, if they want us to keep the social distance, that's fine. Just release it from a distance then. Because, you know, God can work that way too. We need to do that. I got to, we've had several people that the Lord has shown himself faithful. We received a message from uh, a pastor friend of ours. And I was, it was a very troubling message. And he said, Please pray for me," he said. "I, I literally, I think I'm dying, and uh, the Lord said to ask you to pray and intercede. And so we stopped what we were doing and we began to intercede for him. And I knew he wouldn't have written that message had he not really felt that to be true. He just felt like he was uh, all hope was gone. And that's one thing that this time has done to a lot of people. It strips them of their hope. They, they stop even believing like the one man said, I, God can't even solve this. Yes, he can. So we just began to pray. And then we received a message again two hours later. He said, praise God, brother. He said, it was like something lifted off of me. And he said, I do not have any of that feeling of sickness anymore. I don't even have the symptoms that I had two hours ago. It's completely gone. That's the power of the words that come out of your mouth as believers. We are seated in authority in heavenly places. We have to know that. We have to exercise that. Amen? Are you, are you, are you guys tracking with me? Does this make sense to you? This is, this is a new season for us. You know, it might, it might seem like we're just suffering along with everybody else because of what's going on. But this is a time for the church to get ready. 
God is, he wants to use us. He wants you to be used more than you cry out to be used. He's going to prepare you. I'm telling you, it's not going to be, well, I'm going to try really hard. I hope that I'm one of the ones. No, if you have that in your heart, he's placed that already within you. He will bring the manifestation of it. It's not like we have to try hard. I'm going to try real hard and make this happen. No, we just yield and, say, and be ready. Lord, I'm willing to be used. And he will make these situations unfold before you. The only thing we have to do is be obedient to his voice. When he says to reach out your hand, you reach out your hand. When he says to speak a word, then speak the word. And because the responsibility of the miracle falls on his shoulders, we realize that. We're not the ones creating the miracle. We're a conduit through which it flows. So we know that. God wants to use us. He's preparing us. He is doing this. You know, I had a, I'll tell you how much he is doing this. Back years ago when I first learned about deliverance, I thought this is the best thing ever, that God still does this because it changed my life. I was living in bondage, and then suddenly uh, I had met someone. They prayed for me, and using the authority that the believer has, this person like prayed deliverance over me, my life was radically altered forever. And so I, I just realized this is powerful. Everyone can be free. This is, this is wonderful. That we can, we can live in this place of freedom. This, and that's why it's important because it's life-changing. It's important for you to speak the word of the Lord because it's life-changing. But so God showed me that was the reality. That's what he wants his children to walk in. So now I'm thinking, okay, if I can just, you know, I, I've been set free. I'm on a new path. But I was still wrestling with some other issues. So I'm thinking, well, as soon as I get completely just remolded and remade, then God's going to use me. Well, that's not the way it works. God uses people in process. And I'm saying this because many of you, are thinking the same thing that I was. That, you know, if I just get it all together, then God's going to use me. If I just, you know, know enough Bible verses, God's going to use me. Hey, you know, he'll use you just if you know no Bible verses, but just have a testimony about how he saved you. He will use you. We have to know that. So the Lord was showing me or trying to show me that he uses people in process. This is important because we have to let the responsibility rest on his shoulders. You know, clean yourself up and come to Jesus is not scriptural. It's not even possible. So we got to have to get that out of our mind. But I was led to pray for someone that needed deliverance. Now, I knew because of the word that I could speak the word over him and see him set free. I knew that. Because I've actually, once you experience freedom, then it's not hard to believe for it. You experience that and you think, yeah, this is what's God, what God's doing. But I didn't feel qualified because I was wrestling with a big one at the time for me was smoking. I smoked for years. I've been praying, Lord. You know, other people say, well, I don't think smoking's so bad. But it's not God's plan for you. Can we agree on that? When you start waking up in the middle of the night, hacking and coughing and can't breathe, 
you know that's not God's plan for your life. Let's just be honest. And so, but I was, I was disqualified or in my own mind because I had not been set free. And the Lord finally prompted me to go anyway, even though I felt very unqualified. And I went and I prayed and I saw the, the young man was set free. He was from his oppression and, uh, and he was healed. And the Lord showed me it's not about you being perfect. It's you being willing, you being yielded. We move from glory to glory. Greater sanctification is going to come. You're, gonna, you're going to ask for greater sanctification at some point, And it's going to dredge stuff up. And God's going to take that time to make you cleaner and cleaner and cleaner and sanctify you and get rid of all the issues of your heart, all of the bitterness of the past that you're still suffering from. Even if you're not walking in it, sometimes those wounds go very deep and it takes the Lord a little while to heal them because we have to be yielded to his process. But God wants to use us for these things. So in this time when the Lord is getting us ready and during this wake-up call, we don't know what the future's going to bring six months from now or a year from now or two years from now. We don't know. But let's be ready. Be ready in season and out of season. Be instant in season and out of season, the Bible says. Let's be ready. Let's be a people that knows our God so that we would do mighty exploits. When he says go, that we can go. And not when someone says, will you pray? And you think, well, I'm really not you know, in a place where I could pray for you, but you know, ask me again in a week. I'll try and clean up my act this week, and then I'll pray. No, that's, that's not the time we're in. God wants to use us now. So let's be yielded to his process. Now, having said that, when I say God uses people in process, I just want to qualify that just a little bit. If we're holding on to our sins and saying, no, I'm just going to live this way, the way I want to, then that's not a place where God can use you. We have to say, Lord, whatever you say goes. We have to yield to, to his will and be willing to be changed you know, that, that's still the cry of my heart. Change me in whatever way you need to change me, Lord. Anything that you need to do in my life, do it. So we have to be willing. We have to be willing to be used. We have to be willing to be changed. And he will do it. He will absolutely do it. Sometimes we think this falls, you know, on us to figure it all out or to do it or that we got to do it right or we can't make mistakes. That's not true. It's a very much a learning process, but it's being yielded to his spirit. You know, for a long time, I kind of overemphasized my own importance in the process. Real, instead of realizing that God was going to do his work. If I'm just saying, Lord, I'm willing, then you do the work. I, I, I didn't realize that for a long time. I remember once I had a... Had a uh, one of the kids had a birthday party at our house, and, and uh, my son asked me, he said, Dad, he said, you know, I'm of age, I'm having a few friends over, we're going to have steaks, do you mind if we each have a beer? And uh, I said, no, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big alcohol guy, I've seen it destroy people's lives, so uh, I, I don't, uh, 
It's not like I'm offering people beers, you know what I mean? I'm not offering people drinks and liquor. But I said, yes, you can do it. I'll give you my permission. Well, what happened was a few hours later, I went outside and I saw a couple uh, young kids, what I consider kids, uh, and they were drunk. And it, it broke my heart. It grieved me in my spirit something terrible. And I said, and I was just so grieved for them that they needed that. They needed that, the manifestation of that bondage to satisfy whatever thing was not happening in their own life. The lack of the Lord and the presence of the Lord. And I was also grieved that I had played a part. And I, I kept telling the Lord, even after I took care of the situation, I... I, I dealt with it. I dealt with the whole th- issue. And, um, and then I uh, began to repent. And I kept saying, Lord, I wouldn't blame you, even if you lifted your hand of protection. I deserve it. I deserve it. I did wrong. I did not use wisdom. And I, and I prayed again 10 minutes later, Lord, even if you lifted your hand of protection, I deserve it if something happened because of this, you know, I, I feel really bad, Lord. I'm sorry. Um, I wouldn't blame you. I wouldn't blame you if you didn't protect uh, this atmosphere because of that. And I, and I was repenting like that the entire rest of the evening until about 11 o'clock at night. And I said, Lord, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame you if you withdrew the angels from our house because of what I have done. And I guess the Lord had enough of my ranting. <laughs> the Lord got, must have gotten tired of it. Because as I'm sitting on the edge of my bed praying this, all of a sudden the Lord took me in the spirit into the backyard and showed me there were four angels sitting at one of the tables. And he took me to the table. And, and they were all looking at me. And I'm thinking, what is going on? And the Lord spoke to me. He said, I do not protect you because you deserve it. I protect you because you're my child. And I thought, I should know that. Those of us that are parents or that have someone that we love, we know that. We don't wait for them to be perfect before we protect them or do what we can to help them or provide for them. That's what a good God does. And it isn't about us being are figuring out how to be perfect. God will use us in ways that we've never dreamed. We need to know that. Okay, so have I got a minute to talk about identity? Okay, one minute. All right. I'll 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 talk real fast. Praise God. So I hope that was encouraging to, to some of you. I hope it was encouraging to all of you. Press into the Lord. Press into God. Spend time. Spend time in worship. You know, pe- you know, people have said, well, it's not quite the same. It's not the same as being in the, together in the same building. I'll tell you something. I've seen miracles. I'm sure we've all seen it. I've seen miracles happen over the Internet. Uh, healing miracles, manifestations of God's presence, different things happen over the television and over the internet. God does that. He's not restricted. We need to know that. 
Identity, the importance of identity. We need to know that our identity is found in Christ. It's paramount. It's paramount to knowing who we are in Christ. You know, I, I talked to you about, about the fact that I didn't feel qualified. That was because my identity was not solid in him. The Bible says that he has taken our sin and given us his righteousness. He, our identity in him is the qualification. That he uh, is our Lord. He is our King. He is our Savior. He has given us his righteousness. And so we operate from that place. He has paid the price. We don't have to qualify. We are qualified through him. We need to know that. We, we look at the world around us. I'm sure you see it just as well as I do. You see people that do not have a strong identity. They don't know who they are. They definitely don't know who they are in Christ. They don't know who they are in general. So every group that they get into, they start taking on the appearance of the people around them because they want to fit in, they want to belong, not realizing that God has created a very specific and unique place for them where they can belong, where they will be celebrated, where they will be used. That's the importance of identity in Christ. We need to offer that to people. We need to offer Christ to people so that they can have an identity, so they won't be crying out and feel uh, deserted and alone. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All old things are passed away, and all things have become new. That's the reality of who we are. We are a new creation. Praise God. We are a new creation. You know, once I began to get a handle on that this was really the Lord's responsibility to train me and raise me up and to manifest his presence through me, then I just began to speak in agreement with the word. That's, this is another reason why I like that verse so much on the overhead. Because as you speak in agreement with the word, then you can see the manifestation of that. The word says you're supposed to heal people. So you speak that. Call those things that, as, that are not as though they were. Why? Why do we say that? Because Jesus said that if a man says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, he shall have whatever things he says. You will have the things that you say because of your position in Christ, because of the faith of God in you. You say, well, I don't have great faith for that. You have a measure of faith. Great faith is persevering faith. Great faith is, is where you say, I believe God's word no matter what, even if everyone around me doesn't. So we need to walk in that identity, that, that boldness, that holiness, and start speaking those things that are not as though they were and see it come to pass in this season. This is the time to do it. This is the time to do it. Walk in greater holiness. I'll tell you something about knowing who you are. If you've ever struggled with areas in your life and you want, you say, well, yes, that sounds great, Mike. You know, I would love to walk in the power of God, but I'm just, I got this other thing I'm wrestling with. You know, I just, I got a temper. And, you know, it's it, most of the time I'm good, but, you know, I get pushed to the edge and it just, 
And I know it's ungodly, but, you know, once the Lord deals with that. No, I'm telling you, if you know who you are in Christ, it deals with situations like that. The Lord had to show me that because there were areas in my life that were holding me back from getting tremendous breakthroughs. And I'm thinking, and I would wallow in my remorse. Have you ever done that? It's not just asking God to forgive me, but now I'm, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. I gave you a testimony, wallowing in remorse. Forgetting those things that are behind, I press forward. That's what the Apostle Paul said. Forgetting those things that are behind. You know, the Lord forgives them and he forgets. We don't need to keep reminding ourselves. That's a tactic of the enemy. If you feel called to repent, repent immediately. Don't allow the situation to play over and over and over in your mind. Repent and then start declaring. This is what the Lord taught me. Start declaring who you are in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I, don't, I might not feel that, but that's what the word says. I am seated in heavenly places in Christ. I am a legal heir of the kingdom of heaven. I am a part of the family of God. These are all scriptures. This is the reality. This is the truth. God wants to use us in these ways. And as we proclaim who we are, you know what happens? Then our focus changes from thinking about, I won't commit this sin. I won't do this sin. I won't do this sin. Do you see what the problem is? We're focused on the sin, the sin. I'm looking at the sin. I'm looking at the sin. When God says, no, look at my righteousness. Look at who you are in Christ. Look at your identity in Christ. Look at what I've done for you. You are the redeemed of the Lord. Focus on that. And that's the direction you'll go into. And it was really amazing because I began to start my day declaring who I am in Christ, my identity in Christ. And my life was shifted in that moment. The Lord showed me something that my focus determined which way I was going to walk. Even though I was, I was remorseful for sin, if I kept looking at it, oh, I'm sorry for this, I'm sorry for this, it kept it before my eyes. Once my focus turned to my position and authority and identity in Christ, that kept that picture before my eyes, and it became a prophecy fulfilled. So I would encourage you to do that in this hour, in this time, in this wake-up call. Press into God. Realize who you are. Begin declaring the miracles. Let the miracles come out of your mouth. And believe God to, to make it happen. There are people waiting. The whole earth is groaning right now for you to step up and allow the Lord to use you. So I just, uh, as the worship team comes up to uh, close our service today, I just I want to encourage you and tell you that you were created for such a time as this. This is your Esther moment. You have come to your royal position in Jesus Christ. For such a time as this, God is going to make opportunities for you to be used. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Let it shine. Let his spirit shine. Let that light shine in you and through you. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen.